March 8th is International Women's Day, where people across the globe annually celebrate the successes and achievements of women and bring attention to the issues surrounding gender equality. In 1917, many women in Ontario, but not all, earned the right to vote. This was after many decades of advocacy by important figures, including Dr. Emily Stowe and Flora MacDonald Dennison. It wasn't until the 1950s when Indigenous women would be able to vote provincially, and 1998 for individuals experiencing homelessness. Women's participation in government has increased over time. In 1920, Constance Hamilton became the first woman to hold municipal office in Ontario. Over 100 years later, in the 2022 municipal election, 32% of candidates elected or acclaimed were female. Today we will be speaking to municipal trailblazers, Councillor Lisa Vezzo-Allen and Councillor Angela Caputo in Studio 99 to discuss women in local government. This is the third episode for the City of Sault Ste. Marie's brand new podcast, where each month we will be bringing in city representatives to discuss exciting initiatives the city is offering and to get to know the people who are working hard on making our community a wonderful place to live, work, and play. I'm Madison Zupa, Deputy City Clerk. And I'm Tessa Vecchio, Communications Officer. And this is Where You Belong. Welcome Councillor Vezzo Allen and Councillor Caputo to Where You Belong. We are so excited to have you on the podcast today. We always start with a few questions so our listeners can get to know you. So our first question is, can you tell me about your role as a councillor and why you love doing what you're doing? And we'll start this one with Councillor Rezzo Allen. Thank you so much, uh, Tessa. Great to be around the table with Madison here and my colleague, Angela. I ran first in 2018, and really what motivated me was getting diverse voices around the table. Not just as a woman, but I've worked in the nonprofit sector my entire life and firmly believe in social capital. Also, as a mom of a young man on the autism spectrum and working in and around those circles, those underrepresented voices really need to be heard in terms of policy and planning and what we're looking at in terms of our future as an inclusive community. I think what I love most about council is really getting to know my community better and really understanding and being able to advocate and help with collaborations and new initiatives and being a supporter, not just for my community here, but for my community, you know, provincially, nationally, and globally. I think that's really important. We are a small Northern community, but we certainly have a lot of attributes. And I think it's us to be those kind of cheerleaders, so to speak, about our community when we're elsewhere and also here. I love what I do, and I'm thrilled that I was reelected this last election in 2022. Great. And Councillor Caputo, the same question. Why do you love doing what you're doing? Well, first, I want to say thanks for having me. And I'm really happy to be here with the two of you and with Lisa. Happy International Women's Day to everyone. When I first decided to run, I think that I envisioned my role to be first and foremost I am the only woman under 40 sitting on council currently, so I think that is a voice that really uh, longed to be heard. I also really pride myself on being an ally to Black and Indigenous people of colour, so I think that's a really important voice at the council table. 
I am a, a mother to a young girl and so I want to have mother's voices heard as well. So that was all really important to me. Being a business owner also, being able to represent the business community was also super important. That sounds great. And we just have a couple more questions to ask just to get to know you a little bit better. And they're kind of rapid fire questions so you can you know, let us know uh, what you think. But the first question I have, and we'll start with Councillor Caputo, is what are you reading? So I just picked up a new book. I haven't dove into it yet, but it's called uh, Raising a Rare Girl. And uh, that's going to be my next read. That's great. Cool. Fitting. Councillor Bezuel? Right now I'm reading a Joan Didion novel, The Year of Magical Thinking. It uh, chronicles when her husband suddenly passed. And my father passed in 2019, and I've been dealing with paperwork and CRA and not really healing. So I thought this would kind of help me get away from uh, paying taxes and (laughs) and dealing with the paperwork that he didn't do and have a little more peace um, in my life. And she is just such a perfect writer and a trailblazer herself. So um, I'm really enjoying that read. Yeah, check I that hope one it's out. a good one, but you know nothing gets us away from paying taxes. So what are you listening to? I can go first. I am going back to my roots. I am a big time Beyonce lover yes. for anyone who doesn't know. Um, and one of my favorite albums is The Writings on the Wall by Destiny's Child. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah. I have been listening to that cover to cover and uh, making sure that my little girl, Leo, is a true blue Beyonce and Destiny's <laughs> Child fan. How fitting for <laughs> Women's Day. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So I am a kitchen music player. So it depends what I'm doing. So if I'm cleaning up or cooking. I love like a little earth, wind and fire. I love my Beyonce. I love my Madonna, but I love to torture my children with Miles Davis. Ooh, that's sometimes, not torture. That's sometimes, sometimes I'll put in a little Diana crawl. They really do not like jazz. So when I put that on, they're like, ah. but you know what? One day, They'll, One day they'll, they'll love it. play it back and they'll think of you yeah. and, and I they'll saw, love it. I saw Diana Krall live <clears throat> and she is absolutely amazing. Another really great band out of Portland, Oregon. It's Pink Martini. So I mm. highly recommend Pink sounds Martini. Yeah. In many capacities. Yes. Yes. Sounds delicious. <laughs> so our final rapid fire question is what are you watching? And we'll start with Councillor Vezalon. Mm. Do you know what? I'm not a big watcher. I am a binge watcher, so I have to say I'll usually watch stuff with my kids. And right now, I've kind of been watching nothing. So everyone's like, "You got to watch Yellowstone. You got to watch this." So I'm kind of I'm at a stalemate right now. But I will watch. I'm boring. I'll watch documentaries and and things like that. But I'm I'm not really a big a big. I got to watch this. Saying that, you know, I will binge watch Gossip Girl sometimes. <laughs> You know, or Sex in the City, oh, yeah, yeah. especially yeah. if I'm writing yeah. a really boring grant and need just like <laughs> something in the background. So yeah, I will do that. I'm a little Serena Vanderwoodsen fan nice. for sure. <laughs> nice. Someone thought I looked like her mom. I used to Ooh. get this at, yeah, you look like Serena's mom. I'm like, thank you. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, um, I can give you the hot take. I am a big Ms. Rachel fan. That's... Uh, <laughs> The little kids. No, I'm kidding. I'm not. I wish I was kidding. That's true. But what I am watching, I just finished binging the last episodes of The Handmaid's Tale, which I watch with like gripped fists. I I end up with nail marks in my hands by the end of it. But uh, what a great show. And 
the last show I watched was the first episode of uh, Thunder Bay on Crave. So that's been a really cool docuseries so far, and I'm excited to get to the end of it. That's great. Yeah, really good, good things to be watching. We're going to go back to a little bit and talk about city council and your decisions to kind of join the council for the city of Sault Ste. Marie. Why did you run for city council in the first place? And maybe this time I'll start with you, Councillor Caputo. Why did you feel that urge to run for city council? Sure. So I really started paying attention to politics only a short while ago as far as my lifespan goes. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, um, once I started paying attention, I, you, you really start, your eyes are opened. I used to feel that I was unimportant. It didn't matter. These things didn't matter. I grew up in a house that like was not very political. And as I started to pay more attention, I started to realize how important not only I am, but everyone is how important it is to continue to pay attention, be involved in your community. My community was always something that I really loved. So I think this was a natural progression for me. And the previous council, I think really inspired me to make this run. It was nice to see women on council. I think that we saw Matt Shoemaker coming forward with a ton of great resolutions as a young person. And Christian Provenzano was very inspiring to me. So this was a natural transition for me, I think. And I'm really proud to be doing it. I'm proud to be serving my community and really happy to have my seat on city council. Mm-hmm. And you, Councillor Vezuela? So for me, it really was deep in that it, it went back to my maternal grandmother. Mm-hmm. So Grandma Mamie was born Christmas Day, 1898 and raised nine children during the depression. Her door was always open, also raised a couple of extra kids. You know, kids sometimes (laughs) would just show up back in those days. You know, she had sons that went to war. And, you know, you wouldn't really think of her as a feminist because she was always in the kitchen. And she was, you know, really for me, I spent a lot of time with my grandmother and she was very much about you know, Lisa, you need to go get an education. You need to, you know, you're going to do great things. And she really helped shape me, especially just her sense of belonging. So every Saturday you had to go to her house. If you didn't go, you were in a lot of trouble. <laughs> and my friends used to like to go when I was in high school because you could smoke. I didn't smoke. And she would look at me, my grandmother would say, how come you don't smoke? What's wrong with you? (laughs) So that was just, you know, and there was always something on the stove and it was always just a chat about what was going on. And and in my high school years, I was heavily involved in community theater and and, and did all kinds of that kind of stuff. And, And I didn't really even understand then how I was contributing to my community. And I joined my first board of directors when I was 18. It was Stage North Dinner Theater, which I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't even know what it meant. But that really helped frame me, and that was John Hawk who had me uh, join the board, and we still keep in touch, and he'll send me, you know, little notes and things like that, which is really wonderful. But I think when you take a look at, I mean, grandmothers in our lives are so important that, you know, I wanted, like, she never had that opportunity. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to be her voice in knowing what the potential was for women in leadership positions. I mean, she would stay up all night sewing to put food on the table for her kids. Like, it's just, like, I can't even 
you know, in my mind, we all have had struggles and things like that. But and just in watching her and what she did, and she lived to be 98, which was really like she was just one of those fantastic people. And she outlived five of her children, which really was very difficult for her. My mother uh, being one of them. I wanted to do it to make my grandmother proud, really in all in all in all simplistic terms. I did it for my grandmother. That's an amazing story. It's inspiring. I've been spending time gathering information and doing research on women's right to vote and women's involvement in politics. I watched this short documentary recently from the Legislative Assembly of Ontario, and it was called Women Should Vote, A Short History of How Women Won the Franchise in Ontario. And it really opened my eyes and got me thinking about women's involvement in municipal government in Sault Ste. Marie. So I started looking into it. I went into the vault in the city clerk's office where we keep all the council minutes and we keep them safe. And I started quickly perusing through them and worked my way back through time to explore our local history. What I did find for the city of Sault Ste. Marie was there were a couple women who were nominated to run for city council in the early 1960s, but were not successful. In 1965, I found Mrs. Vera Faldeen and she appears to be Sault Ste. Marie's first female member of city council. Today, we are recording this podcast in the councillor's lounge, and I'm looking around the room on the walls and seeing all of the composite photos of all the municipal councils over the years. And Vera Faldine's picture is up on the wall down the hallway over there. And I started walking around the room and taking note of all the women on city council over the years. There was Joan Desjardins in 1986, and Mary Borowitz in 1992. I did see increased participation over time where Debbie Amoroso and Mary Piscuzzi joined Mary Borowitz in 1998. Pat Mick, Susan Myers, and Lorena Tredico were members of council together in 2006. And in 2011, we saw our first female mayor, Debbie Amoroso. Since then, Judy Hoopinen and Donna Hilsinger have served as board councillors. And currently on council is Sandra Hollingsworth and our guests today, Lisa Vezoallen and Angela Caputo. So I wanted to just put that context out there and kind of describe the history of what it what it looked like for Sault Ste. Marie. And it leads into my question on why is it important for women to be involved in politics and exercise their right to vote? And we'll start with uh, Councillor Caputo. So whenever I think of any well-run organization, household, really anything, I see a woman behind it. And I'm not scared to say that. I think that behind every success, there is a team of women who have put their grit and muscle, and sometimes they don't get the credit for it, but I I think that that voice is so important. We have so much to offer as women. I think that we think differently than men. We bring forward different perspectives. We put different people first. And this is not to talk down on men, but we think about our kids first. We think about our parents first. We think about our friends first. As a female, I think we often put ourselves way down the ladder when we're thinking. I think in politics, it's really important to put your community first. And I think that females have a way of doing just that, being able to put everyone else ahead of maybe what we want to see the greater good. So I think that we need more women in politics. You know, if anybody is thinking about running, 
I encourage you to come and talk to us because I could give you some pointers and some uh, ideas of what it's like. Running a campaign is really difficult. Getting to doors and what I heard at doors was very different than what my male colleagues heard at doors. I always got the question, how will you do this as a new mother? Where we have a lot of males on council who have new children that were never asked that question at the door. How are you going to do this while you run your business? We have other male business owners on council that were never asked that question. So I think it's important. You you use the word trailblazers earlier when you were talking about us. I don't I don't say that about myself, but I do think that it is so important for us to recognize the work that we are doing. And recently, I saw something that said when a woman is complimented, she will always or not always often say. I was really lucky. I was not really lucky. And you will hardly ever hear me say that. I think as women, we need to take responsibility and see through the things that we've worked really hard for. So I was not really lucky to get this seat. I worked very hard to get this seat. I worked very hard to become recognized in the community. And I worked really hard on my campaign. And yeah. Councilor Fezzoel. Campaigns are hard work so much. And they also take money, which then leads to a, another discussion in terms of equity. This has just turned out to be a really great timing. Last night I had dinner with a woman who was my co-op student when she was 19. She's now 31 and we've had a 12-year mentor-mentee relationship, which is really fantastic. And, and I have my mentors. Like I mentioned, you know, the the John Hawk who made me join the board of directors at, at 18 and still will send me, you know, emails like I watched council last night and what you did was great. And, or, you know, I'm really proud of you with what you're doing at grocery for good and you work hard. And, and I, and I think it's true. And, and what, what's been really, I think as women, we really need to rally with each other, but also not. And I think we don't have that gender bias. So I'm the mom of three sons. So I want my sons to be proud of me as who I am, not necessarily who I am as a woman. Mm-hmm. And I want other people and I want young folks to be engaged in that decision-making process. So I kind of look at it more or less, I will mentor to anyone. I do think it is important to you know, women to women. And I think we do relate with each other differently. It was interesting. I was watching an interview with Jane Fonda with this new movie they have out with Jane Fonda and Rita Moreno. And and it was really, really beautiful in that she says, women are friends because we look at each other when we're talking to each other. Whereas, and we'll say, how are you? Do you need help? I'll help you. Whereas men talk beside each other and talk about things like, Sports. What, sports or a car or, or, or whatever. So I find that very insightful and in that is it how we communicate. But I think it's important for us, not just as, as women in a leadership role, to engage and support other women, but also folks, and that's who I am as a person, who are underrepresented. Um, and I think we don't see, and this, you know, speaking to, you know, campaigns, Campaigns cost money, whether you're doing flyers or you want to do print ads or you're doing the 
signs that cost a bundle of money. It's like, how do we encourage those to run and get involved or even join boards and committees if they feel that they can't do that because maybe they can't afford the bus fare or they can't take time off work where when committee times are. So I think it's it's a bigger piece of the pie than just women supporting women. It's how do we get more diverse voices and under, underrepresented voices around a lot of tables. And I think, you know, that is sort of my take is not just engaging women to get involved, but also getting groups that don't feel that they can. Many years ago, there was a, a meeting at the soup kitchen. And I always remember this. It was back when Tony Martin was still heavily involved with the soup kitchen. And it was folks at the soup kitchen saying that they feel isolated. And so it was like, oh, is it because, you know, you don't go to Toronto? They don't feel comfortable going to the station mall because they don't have maybe the right shoes or they can't afford a cup of coffee. So I think as a community, and maybe this is where maybe the mothering woman hat comes in, is that we take a look at who is not at the table and where are the gaps and how do we make those connections and make those people feel comfortable. You know, that was the impetus behind Grocery for Good. Everyone's welcome. And I think if, if we go with that lens and that message on International Women's Day, it's that everyone's welcome globally around the table. And how do we make that happen? I think women are great facilitators. And I think that is how we make change happen. Definitely. As, as both of you were speaking, I started writing some, you know, advice down for myself and inspirational messages. Don't be afraid to speak up and make your voice be heard. Women's perspectives and experiences are valuable. We need women in politics to ensure that our voices are represented in that decision-making process, like you were saying. And also encouraging young women to seek out these mentors and role models who can provide guidance and support. It's really important that we all surround ourselves uh, with people who believe in in us and our abilities, I think. And that's exactly what both of you uh, touched on. And to your point as well, I would also like to remind everyone that gender equality is not just a women's issue. Rather, it's an issue that affects all of us, and we all have a role to play in creating this more just and equitable world. So in that lens, what type of advice would you give to a young woman or a young girl who's aspiring to become a city councillor or pursue a career in politics, you know, get involved in municipal government. Like what, you know, what do we give them in their toolbox? What kind of armor do we send them off with? What does that look like? So uh, for this question, I guess I will, uh, I'll start with uh, Councillor Bezo Allen this time. I think it's helping all young folks recognize the impact of what they're doing. Like maybe you're going door to door to get pledges because you're doing a fun run. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're taking part in team sports and learning how to work as part of a team. Maybe you're doing community theater like I did. You know, I was started doing community theater when I was 12. Maybe you're part of an initiative in your school or you want to go volunteer at the Humane Society and take care of dogs. All of those things and are so important because you're giving back and it's really I think the value of giving back and also harnessing that power and that I think would be the advice that I would give to a young person is don't underestimate what you're doing because you think maybe it really doesn't matter like maybe you're mowing the lawn for the the elderly woman down the street because she can't 
Like all of those are so impactful to make change and really character build. And I think it's really about character building and giving, I think, recognition of that, how important that is. And then helping a young person to understand, you know, where they're, where their skills are and helping them, like I said, like when I was forced to join a board of directors <laughs> at 18, I didn't realize, like, then I turned it into a lifelong not-for-profit career. And I've consistently been on a board, well, now I'm on more than one, since I was 18 years old, and I'm going to be 56 in July. So, you know, and I don't do it for the recognition. I do it because it's important to give back. And so I think it's providing those opportunities and I think the one thing that we don't do well and what I would like to see in, is the Mayor's Youth Advisory Council. Like we really don't have a connection between them and us. And with now the build of the Youth Hub, there's another Youth Advisory Council and as XED of Sioux Youth Association, getting those youth voices heard, I think is really important. And I think it's us as counselors to bring forth the mechanism for them to be able to do that. Definitely. Uh, That's really great insight there. I'm sure this question resonates with you a little bit as well, Councillor Caputo, when we talk about young women and young girls and your little Leo there, like what are some of the messages that you reinforce with her? You know, something that she has to look up to and to really be a leader in the community and whatever she decides to do in life. So every day I try to remind her that she is smart, that she is valuable, that she is valid, and no matter what she is feeling, that is, she is allowed that. And so I think it's, that's really important to bring forward into your adult life. Myself personally, Coming into this role as a new counselor, I had always worked for myself and been my own boss. And I stepped into a corporate world when I walked in the doors of City Hall. And I'm not going to lie, it hasn't been my favorite part. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Crafting emails, (laughs) um, reading into people's emails, those kinds of things. It can be intimidating. Mm -hmm. And I think if I could give a little girl or someone who is female identifying uh, something in their toolkit, it would be a friend. And, and someone that they can look to. And it doesn't even have to be someone who has a ton of experience. Uh, recently, I sat down over Zoom with three new counselors, Kate Leatherbarrow from Woodstock, Lindsay Wilson from Ingersoll, and Allison Story from Chatham-Kent. Because I was just feeling overwhelmed. I didn't know what to do. Like, what's the next thing? How do I deal with this corporate world? Who do I work for now? I was elected by the people, but I'm paid by the city of Sault Ste. Marie. And it was just nice to speak with other women who were all also newly elected in other municipalities and hear their experiences. And these are people that I didn't even know, but they all intrinsically had that want to help other women succeed 
And I just think that's like really so valuable. It's there's a piece of me as a mom that always wants Leo to be uh, accepting. I want her to know that I don't really care how she does in school. I want her to be the nice kid. I really hope she's the kid that sits at the lunch table with someone who maybe doesn't have another friend or has been bullied. I, I just hope she like continues. She's this kid that no matter who she's around, she really brings joy. And I hope that she continues to do that because the world is like a really tough place and it's hard to continue to spread your joy sometimes. So I really hope that young women don't let their fire be put out. I, I, I hope as parents, we're able to continue to stoke our children's fire well into adulthood and that they continue to just like light it up. That's, that's what I hope. Oh, those are amazing messages. And I think back to when I was in high school in my civics class yeah. and wanting to be prime minister. <laughs> it's not too late. But it's, it's great to hear these types of messages because when you're trying to figure it out at a young age, uh, it's hard. It's hard to kind of figure out what you want to do. I always had this desire to be part of the municipal or public sector, public admin side of things and working for the corporation for as long as I have now. It's It's been great to work with different councils over time, different personalities, people bringing different perspectives. And it's encouraging that we have uh, strong voices on council to help move those issues forward and bring attention to to these things. And I just want to say, uh, even though March 8th is International Women's Day, we want to carry these messages all throughout the year. It's one day that we, you know, bring a focal point to it, but I think it's something that we really need to stay on top of all the time. And I do want to bring some of this messaging into local government week, and hopefully we can get more involved with our local schools to try to bring some of these messages to younger people on the importance of municipal government, what it's all about, how do you get involved? Uh, and I think these messages are, are the types of things that will inspire a younger generation to to get more involved. And maybe they go and sit on a board because they know they can now. Or, you know, when we're talking about parenting and we want to give those messages forward, those are the messages we can send. So I really appreciate it. I feel inspired. I feel great about this. There's lots of really cool things across the community that people can do for International uh, Women's Day. There's a number of events uh, around the community people want to participate and attend. I know the city of Sault Ste. Marie will be uh, getting together and some of our staffers uh, uh, and going to be together and trying to celebrate the successes of, of women in our community. So it's a great conversation. We just want to thank you so much for being here with us. I don't know if you have anything else to add um, at the end of our conversation. Just thank you for having us. and. You know, I think on behalf of both Angela and I, people can reach out anytime. Like, we're pretty accessible. Mm -hmm. And certainly, you know, if you want to go and do some outreaching to schools, I, I would love that. I would certainly be more than happy to make myself available. And I know Angela would as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. I'm voluntolding you. Yeah, I like that. I, like that. Um, I, I would just like to add that though I said the corporate life was not been my favorite, mm -hmm. I do want to say that the corporation of the city of Sault Ste. Marie has been very kind to me. And in little ways, encouraging women happens. It doesn't have to be a large gesture. For example, I was having a hard time finding someone for my daughter and I was, you know, sent an email 
And Rachel Tuzinski was like, uh, just bring her. You can bring her. You know, it's a one-hour meeting. And she was whisked away by the city clerks. <laughs> and, you know, I had a meeting with the mayor. And Tessa came and she was like, can I take her? And of course you can. You know, little things like that. Um, you might not think you're doing something really big, but those were really big. Those are really big things to me. And yeah, knowing that she's really t taken care of and she's the city hall baby now is, <laughs> is it's really helpful. So anytime you can um, help a new mom, op even just opening a door for a woman <laughs> carrying a car seat or whatever it is, you should take the opportunity to do that. And uh, I just, I'm, I'm really grateful to be working for a corporation that accepts, you know, me as a new mom. Yeah. And you know what? I didn't even think of that. But when my kids were young and they were, you know, close together, they were dragged to all kinds of meetings. And Owen yeah. has memories of who has the best sandwiches. Yeah, there you go. So it was then Children's Rehab. It's now thriving. He's like, they had the best sandwiches. Yeah. And meetings were at 430 and they were like, okay, here we're going. Yeah. And then... Then you get pizza after or whatever. And that's a big deal. That's contributed huge. to you being able to do your community my work over the last dragged, some yes. years. Yeah, my kids have been dragged to all kinds of things. Or I would have the meetings at my house. Because huh. yeah. then it was... But yeah, that's the whole thing is we need to make that space. Yeah, make it accessible. We need to make that space. Yeah. Yeah. That's lovely. I, I just feel so inspired and so motivated now to, you know, we're going to change the world. And I know that sounds so cliche, but really, in all honesty, this was really inspiring today. And I appreciate the opportunity. You know, when women gather together, great things happen. And I think this is just another example of that. So thank you so much for your time. And I appreciate your, uh, your messages. Very inspirational. Where You Belong is produced by the City Clerk's Office. Make sure you check back next month for our next episode. If you're looking for more information, you can head to suesaintmarie.ca slash podcast. Remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a topic for future episodes, email podcast at citysm.on.ca. Until next time. <laughs>